Hello and welcome to Make Mine Mayday Audio Edition. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host of the website and executive producer of the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Before we get started, I want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Vinkman, Scott, Jurgen, Greg, Phoenician, and Kaylee, thank you for your support of this show, as well as all of our shows here on the Spidey Radio Network. Shows such as Voices from the Area Gargoyles podcast, Amazing Spider-Man Classics with Season 2 dropping very soon, CSC, Clone Saga Chronicles, uh, the final episode dropping very soon as well. Of course, we also have the Spectacular Radio, the Spectacular Spider-Man podcast that was completed here on the show, or on the network, excuse me. And of course, we have all of our shows are available on our various podcasting platforms, such as Apple, Google, Spotify. Be sure to give us a five-star review and rate us on those various platforms. Helps us helps people find the show. Leave us reviews. You can leave us a review on on those particular platforms. You can leave us reviews on. Let's send us an email, makemymayday at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 818-925-6631. And of course, uh, we want to also let everybody know we do live stream these programs, so we give our disclaimer at the beginning of every episode. Pay us no mind as we uh, go through and uh, make some references to visual aids. Be sure to check us out if you like. If you want to know more, go on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Network. Of course, you can always find everything at makebymayday.com and spidey-dude.com as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening here on the Audio Edition. And we will see you very soon. Hello and welcome to Make Mine Mayday Audio Edition. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host of the website and executive producer of the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Before we get started, I want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Vinkman, Scott, Jurgen, Greg, Phoenician, and Kaylee, thank you for your support of this show, as well as all of our shows here on the Spidey Radio Network. Shows such as Voices from the Area Gargoyles podcast, Amazing Spider-Man Classics with Season 2 dropping very soon, CSC, Clone Saga Chronicles, uh, the final episode dropping very soon as well. Of course, we also have the Spectacular Radio, the Spectacular Spider-Man podcast that was completed here on the show, or on the network, excuse me. And of course, we have... All of our shows are available on our various podcasting platforms, such as Apple, Google, Spotify. Be sure to give us a five-star review and rate us on those various platforms. Helps us helps people find the show. Leave us reviews. You can leave us a review on, on those particular platforms. You can leave us reviews on... Let's send us an email, makemymayday at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 818-925-6631. And of course... We want to also let everybody know we do live stream these programs, so we give our disclaimer at the beginning of every episode. Pay us no mind as we uh, go through and uh, make some references to visual aids. Be sure to check us out if you like. If you want to know more, go on our YouTube page, YouTube.com/SpideyDudeRadioNetwork. Of course, you can always find everything at MakeByMayday.com and Spidey-Dude.com as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening here on the Audio Edition. We will see you very soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Make Mine Mayday, the show all about the MC2 and Spider-Girls world. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster and host, co-host of the show. And before we get started, we want to let everybody know, give a special thanks to our friends at patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Vinkman, Scott, Jurgen, and Greg, thank you for your help and your 
your contributions to the website. It really, really comes in handy. And, and if you want to see more great things over at patreon.com slash Network, check it out. We've got some, uh, we've got voices, a new episode of Voices from the Eerie that's going to be dropping later this week. Going to be already out for our Patreons, and we'll, they'll be getting those shows a week early. We'll have some more early episodes of the audio form early on our Patreon page. And coming soon, we're going to have our new uh, commentaries uh, shows that will be Patreon only. It'll be uh, us talking about uh, various Spider-Man cartoons and probably do some Spider-Man movies in there and uh, other Spider-Man media. I'm really, really excited about that. Stay tuned for that. Of course, we got our other great shows like ASM Classics, uh, Season 2 starting in February, and we've got more episodes of Spider-Man Experience out right now. We'll have another one next week as well, as, as of this recording. Before we get started, we just want to let everybody know that these episodes are pre-recorded, and as such, there's going to be some references, possibly to some visual aids, and we'll have live comments being being done so if you want to join the fun be sure to uh, like share and subscribe on our facebook page as well as our youtube page facebook at spidey dude network and facebook uh, youtube youtube.com slash spidey dude radio network so without further ado hello everybody as i take the myself off and i am of course hello i'm here and of course we've got kelly hello as I was going to do applause, but I decided not to. Okay. Oh, hello, Kelly. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. It's, it's, it's last. Week. It has been. <laughs> you, <laughs> I don't know how much you want to get into how much yeah, of a week it's no, been. No, I, I don't. It's just we're going through it, you guys. It, it's a very weird mirroring situation that we're going through right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we <laughs> just. Parker Luck hit both of us for no good reason. <laughs> we were doing so good, too. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, we won't get into the details, but it's been no, a week. <laughs> no, uh, we won't get into the details. Uh, all I have to say, though, is just I might be going a little slower in how I talk than normal. Uh, just let it let it ride. Yeah, right <laughs> let, let Kelly... Uh, My voice is a little weak. I'm sorry. Yeah, and just don't don't be a jerk. That's that that's that's today. That's the moral of today's yeah, episode. Really, it really is. Don't be selfish. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> don't be a Nova. Okay. Yeah. You know, even no, even Nova wouldn't do this. But you know who would do this? Who? Loki. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Star of Disney Plus show. I like him not, better. Than well, not that version. This one. <laughs> Comic well, one. Yeah, a comic one kind of looked... There was one that kind of looked like a comic version, I guess. That's, Spoil- yeah, that's true. Spoilers, spoilers for uh, a six-month-old show. <laughs> at, this, at this point, if you don't have Disney+, Plus, what are you doing? Like- uh, listen, uh, it, it, it still is the best, probably, value in entertainment. Like, even really more is. so... Yeah. More so than even Netflix, I think. Just because of what you get with Disney+. Plus. So. Oh, I, I literally just have HBO... And uh, Disney Plus. I do have Showtime still, but that's because I did the six month trial at three ninety nine. So yeah, we're we're gonna probably be getting cutting the cord. Uh, I, I think it just makes too much sense because we already have almost all the streaming services anyway. Yeah, join join the streaming side. I haven't had cable in a long time. Yeah, we we have the same internet provider, so you know we hopefully knock on wood they don't throttle me like they have been <laughs> here's hoping all right so um enough about us let's get on to yeah. the part of the episode um 
So we do have some Funko news? We do, although I, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but right after, literally almost what, it was the next day after we recorded last episode, and I went through my whole story and rant about uh, Pop in the Box, they did send out an email advising that the new shipping date for the Funko Pop, the Spider-Girl Funko Pop, will be um, on February 18th, 2022. Obviously, your ship date might be a little earlier than that, might be a little later than that, kind of depends on their manpower, but it should be around that time. So I'm expecting by the end of February, we should have our Funko Pops. Fingers crossed. I mean, they will literally just look like this, but with the pop in the box sticker <laughs> that I was saying they had some problems with. Yeah. Um, we're all, I, we're all waiting on the, a sticker. Yeah. And I did use the f- credits that they gave me because I needed to clear that out. So I never deal with them again. Um, <laughs> I, used, I used it on a glow in the dark April. So, cause why not? Yeah. Zero out of 10 would not recommend them uh, at least at this point until I, I, see it in hand uh hello kelly and zach soflo says uh ryan reed got the got the email too uh he too has been hit with bad stuff this week still recovering is this is it because we're spider-man fans i think that's yeah i I think it's because we all went and saw (laughs) spider-man to quote snl uh stop going to see (laughs) spider-man no definitely didn't come from spider-man it's Uh, just because we're spider-man fans that uh, obviously parker luck hits us all Yes, that, that yeah. is 100% true. So this episode, if you didn't see the, the card that we had up there, uh, we are covering Last Hero Standing. So, um, our, yeah, Last Hero Standing. I, I, wanted, I almost said Last Planet Standing. I've said that like to myself like four times. No, I keep doing it all the time. I switch them up all the time. But the way that I started to remember it is this is Last Hero, and then... Yeah. Our last planet's going to be a special when we do our little springtime break because our schedules get crazy mm-hmm. after March. So, <laughs> yeah, so definitely have a couple episodes. This is our second episode of January. So, yes. uh, still, I'm still working on the audio, guys. I'm I'm sorry. I've been I've been running running around myself ragged lately. So it's, it's okay. <laughs> It is a okay. So hopefully we get the Funko. We will do a full review of the I guess, maybe of the Funko when we finally have them in hand. It'll Knock probably what is it? Let me look at the Google Calendar real fast. Um, there's no other. I don't think we have any other news, do we? Not particularly. I mean, nothing on the Mayday front. Um, there's more. We we covered the the ASM stuff last you know a little bit last episode uh people are like oh you know we want uh <laughs> we want more mayday i'm like yes we all want more mayday but uh we do. yeah if yeah, you have not um, joined joined our discord by the way highly recommend that um we have we have some good fun conversations we, there and there's there's also a spider girl discord mm-hmm. uh that I'll, i'm run, gonna put in our links page too yes run by sven and they're awesome so they are they are really great great guy, yeah, and great guys guys and gals and of course, there is the Reddit page that yes. is, pretty, I think, mostly uh, mostly kind of run by Frogoat. And then I have some monitor capabilities sometimes when I can look at it. Um, but I was going to say, and I, I'm right on this. So if we're going by the schedules that we have so far, mm-hmm. not, issues 97 through 100 
we're going to record on March 10th, and that should be plenty of time for us to get our Funko Pops. Woo-hoo. So maybe we can show it off there. Uh, we might be able to show it off the on the 24th, but we'll see, because that's, yeah. I think, the epi- episode right before it. Mm-hmm. We'll see, but clearly it's going to be a while, and we're going to give believe them it. time. I'll believe it when I see the whites of Mayday's eyes. Yes, <laughs> I, I feel that. Yeah, with her slightly bleeding paint. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the what... one concern I've got. Right. So um, we like to go through, before we get into the details of the review, we want we like to go through with the history of, of what was going on, what was going on at Marvel at the time. And, and so this is a very important touchstone milestone moment. And so buckle up. It's going to be an interesting time period we got. So Tom, Ron, and Pat and Sal participated in a Spider-Girl fan appreciation panel on Saturday, April 23rd, 2005, where they made a stunning reveal. Spider-Girl, which as we've spoke about last episode, was only at issue 85, was given a full guarantee of 100 issues. This was due to two factors. One, obviously, was the loyal fan base that we've discussed at nauseum several times. But the second and equally important reason was the success of the digests. At this point, they had been released, and the third digest uh, was about to be published. This success gave them a year to add more stories. It was a huge and massive win for Marvel, the fan base, and Mayday. Last Hero Standing was also announced as a weekly series that would be added to the repertoire of MC2-based titles and be the big event comic for the universe in the year 2005 so i actually went back this was not uh easy but i finally i did find this the original solicit from those solicitations it says a weekly five-part event that unites two generations the great heroes of the marvel universe are vanishing without a trace what has happened to spider-man the thing the scarlet witch captain america and the rest of M- of the marvel universe's heavy hitters spider-girl the fantastic five and anex must join forces with today's superstars to uncover the answer and the trail leads to a major avengers villain does the presence of the watcher signify the end of this age of heroes so yes it was a weekly five-part event it came out. Um, we talked about that there was some preview pages over the last couple of issues leading up to it, and uh, so we're gonna uh, Kelly. You want to explain what we're gonna do on the uh, rundowns? Yes. So um, because this kind of was set up a lot like um, almost kind of like a trade paperback, and mm-hmm. it was done weekly. We're just going to read through our breakdowns as a whole so like i'm going to break down issues one through three zach's going to break down issues four and five and then we're going to kind of give our thoughts on it overall and then if you guys want um everybody's that's listening to the live as we're recording if you guys want to bring up points that you'll want to talk about we'll definitely dive deep into those but otherwise we're just going to kind of give our thoughts and dive deep in on it as a whole since it is like honestly it really does read more like a trade paperback as an event so yeah and considering the era of which this was being published 2005 that was definitely the thing that was in vogue i mean for just for for reference for those that remember this was around the time that like uh house of m was being published around this same time as well um so the trade the writing for the trade was definitely the thing you know 
uh, by this point. This was also the point where Peter was moving in with the Avengers and during the JMS run and et cetera, et cetera. So that kind of gives hopefully people a frame of reference that um, may not know exactly when this was published and what was going on at Marvel at the time. So with that, I turn it over to you, Kelly. Yes, all right. So, all right, so Last Hero Standing, issue one, um, it came out June 1st, 2005. Uh, solicitation is August 2005. And the trade paperback came out September 28th, 2005, for anybody that wants to know that. So, the Watcher goes through what we saw in the preview sneak peeks of last issue with Wolverine and half of the Lady Hawks seemingly going missing. The Watcher explains who he is and what he does, basically, and he announces to us, the reader, that with great sorrow that he sees the planet is racing towards a pivotal moment that may signal the end of the Age of Heroes. The Watcher explains the Age of Heroes within the MC2, and we start our story with our newer Avengers and Captain America running through a team-building training exercise. Cap gets hit and he starts to feel his age and wonders if he should be leading this team or hanging it up. Tony visits Wanda, who is comatose still and has now been moved to a hospital. He seems to make a point to visit her as often as he can, and as he's leaving, he hears a weird sound and goes back to check on Wanda to find her gone in a large hole where her hospital bed was. We cut to May changing her baby brother's diapers, uh, diaper while Peter comes in with two cups of coffee. And this is where I get the vanilla, hazelnut, cinnamon mixture when I do my uh, Starbucks order. <laughs> and, and they speak about heroes going missing uh, last night. And Peter asked May to be careful. We see Ben Grimm get kidnapped and set off an F5 signal and Tony informs the Avengers of what happened to Wanda and that Cap advises it seems like everyone who is disappearing is being kidnapped the same way. Thunderstrike talks to Stinger about not understanding the method of madness in the kidnappings and while Peter and Phil discuss the Lady Hawk kidnapping while walking, I think from lunch, a, I wrote metal monster, but a troll soldier comes up from the ground to fight Peter. These metal monster soldier things come up from the ground and cause chaos as Pete tries to avoid this one guy who said he just wants to end the madness. May answers her phone, and it's Phil who is telling her that a bunch of armored thugs kidnapped her dad, so May quickly changes and heads that way. The warriors are there when May arrives, as Phil called them too, and he's changed into his green goblin uniform and they all head down through the tunnel that was made by the thugs and they run into the avengers and the f5 and they see a whole network of tunnels underground we see the armored thugs pull peter up from one of the tunnel entrances and we learn from their lord slash leader that we can't see yet that they are collecting heroes for some revenge against an unforgivable sin to be continued all right, so then that brings us to Last Hero Standing, Issue 2, Info, June 8th, 2005, Solicitation, also August 2005. I am going to take a quick drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> take your time. Take your time. I think I did pretty good. That was, I, yeah, that was exceptional. Good. Yeah. That, that was good, considering yeah. that your your voice has been compromised. My my voice is is not doing too great, but I'm 
doing pretty good. All right, so for issue number two, we start with Magus is shunning Doctor Strange. I don't know why I wrote shun, but all right. All right, earlier me. Uh, but Doctor Strange, who was trying to get him to help with the Defenders and also keep an eye on him, which Magus does not want any, anyone's help and thinks he can solve these kidnappings on his own. So he astral projects and goes through the tunnels only to find a green glowing black form who takes a hold of his astral projection and brings him back to his body only to also kidnap him. At the Avengers compound, Thunderstrike catches Captain America in a workout where Cap goes on about how he's getting old and feeling like he's just not who he used to be anymore. But Thunderstrike tells him that that's not true and they still need him as an Avenger and that he still believes in him and they will still follow him. Uh, not really to the end of the line, but you get you get it. I mean, so. <laughs> if it was written today, there would be a reference to the end of the line. There, there would be. That is true. So... Fantastic Five and the Avengers have worked out some theories to follow through on to see if they can find some leads. They've narrowed it down to the Mole Man, Lava Man, Kala, Queen of the Underworld, Tyrannus, and Terax, whose armor does look like the Troll Monsters. So Jubilee, who is video conferencing, says that the X-People are going to investigate this alone as they feel that because Wolverine and Cyclops is now missing, this is clearly a mutant-targeted situation. And I'm sorry, but I've got to write from my notes on here, which was like, okay, but that doesn't make sense. Because at that time, they only <laughs> knew of four people. Cyclops is now, I think, five for them. Or no, it was four before they know about Magus. And uh, at the time, Wolverine was like the only mutant. But, you know, all right, because it's like, I think it's like now 33% mm -hmm. mutant. Clearly a mutant-only problem. Cool Jubilee. Very awesome. Um, so Rena isn't a fan of how the X-People are handling it. And something I actually agree with her on here. Cool. Um, and why she went to the Avengers in the first place. Mainframe, Earth Sentry, and uh, Tony's bodyguard, who refuses to give his name, but we know it's Rhodey. Go look for Lava Man and Kala. Speedball and Nova offer to find Terax. And Argo and Blue Streak ask to follow along, but Nova says he can't babysit. Argo then shuts him down when he advises he's the son of Hercules and he needs to watch his attitude, which is fair. Cause We've established that Argo is a little bit of a hothead. Oh no, he froze. So Nova does. Oh no. Did I freeze? Am I still you here? froze a little. Yeah, you froze for a second. Uh, just re of repeat what you said from Argo. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Sargo is right here. He's he's a hothead, but Nova's being uncalled for. Yeah, it's Nova. Completely. So, anyway. Strike Captain America, J2, and he's blind, he's old. Like, come on. Like, he's not, he's no longer a hero. Am I still? Yeah, you were cutting out a little bit. So, uh, just repeat what you just said. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate that you're having to repeat yourself, especially in the state you're in. Bear with us, guys. 
why. Uh, I know why. It's... All right, am I back? You're back. You're back now. Okay. Okay. I was trying to send a text to my horrible roommate who refuses to risk me. Um, so, you know, because I'm pretty sure that that's why the internet's bad right now. But I've, I've asked. Let's hope that this has been fine. I'm so sorry, guys. No, you're good. So, you're good. <laughs> it's, it's been a day, y'all. All right. So, um, while, so while at the dojo, Barton tries to downplay that no one would be looking for him. But the rumbling sound starts, and before we can see what happens, it, we cut to May talking to her mom about her missing father. MJ is worried May might make unnecessary risks, and May says she can't make promises. She has to do whatever she can to stop the kidnappings. It's not only her father that's been taken. Stinger calls Spider-Girl, advising that American Dream and Freebooter are now missing in action, and May tells her mother she has to go. They hug, and May swings away towards the dojo. Uh, Fantastic Five finds out that Mole Man seems to be deceased, or at least there is a memorial there and nobody around. So they are back to square one on that part of the kidnapping. It's definitely not Mole Man. Spider-Girl heads to the dojo and meets with Captain America and Thunderstrike. J2 and Wild Thing already had a head start as Rena was trying to stay on the kidnapper's scent as her father's scent kind of disappeared in the middle of the tunnels and she's afraid it's happened again. As everyone catches up, Wild Thing says it's like they're getting zapped to another dimension or something and Thunderstrike has a hunch and he blasts away some rocks showing that it is a interdimensional gateway. Kelly's uh, froze again. <laughs> Last thing we heard was interdimensional gateway. So. They all notice that they have no way of communicating to Stinger. Where did I leave off? I just realized I lost connection. Yeah, yeah, no, you lost connection. Uh, Last thing we heard before you, before you cut out was interdimensional gateway. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, not okay. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> what a murky yeah, kind of day. Yeah, uh, I, I know Vickman. Vickman says, oh, no, I thought Kelly's better than her days were over, <laughs> which you would you know, so did, so did I. I. Apparently not. But, you know, again, today is a day where I... And, and there came I've talked a... to you about what what normally <laughs> happens on days like this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, yeah. so I'm trying to find the end. So it's right after Thunderstrike mm-hmm. blows it up. All right, so they all notice yeah. they have no way of communicating to Stinger at HQ unless someone goes up to the surface. Wild Thing jumps in head first to save her dad. J2 goes after Wild Thing. Thunderstrike follows J2, and Captain America tells Spider-Girl to go up to the surface while he and the group save their fellow Avengers. Not one to not join in on the action. Spider-Girl follows everyone else into the portal. As May follows in, she sees this huge fight with these troll soldiers going on, and Captain America tells her she's disobeying his direct order, which Spider-Girl quips back that he can kiss her web-covered butt. With respect, but, you know, 
fair. Uh, Spider Girl. Yes. Huh? I said a little bit. A little bit. All right. So Spider Girl leaps into action to help with the fight and asks, Where are they? Thunderstrike thinks they're in Asgard, and Spider Girl doesn't believe that Asgard is real. But they're too much in the thick of it to really worry about seeing the sights. And Cap speaks his very classic Avengers Assemble, and they fight. Uh, they fight these soldiers uh, as a soldier runs to his master Loki to tell him what's happening. This is all a part of Loki's plan, and he doesn't think that the heroes will prevail. Uh oh, Loki waxes on about how he's hated how he led to the formation of the Avengers, so he's going to use those mistakes to plan their foil and downfall for the age, basically for the downfall of the Age of Heroes to be continued. All right. And that I... takes us to issue three. Woo! More more water. <laughs> As Kelly takes another drink of water. Hopefully, hopefully that... Uh, there won't be any more interruptions. Here's hoping. All right. So, info, June 15th, 2005, uh, which was the cover date, and solicitation is August 2005. So, we start off with Mary Jane is trying to call May, but to no avail. Uh, she's out, May's out of her service area, and I did write and count out. And, yeah, it has been 17 years since that was a real thing. Because, <laughs> you know, now now you don't have roaming charges and weird things like that. So Right. Cool. Thank I'm glad things have evolved in the last 17 years on that. Yeah, but it's been 17 years, and I distinctly remember a time where this this would happen. Yeah, simultaneously makes me feel old. Yeah. So, anyway, um, has, has Mary Jane cuddles Ben, baby Ben, uh, and thinks on trying to call her daughter Cell again, she hears a creak of a window and rushes into the master bedroom and sees Peter getting into his suit. But he seems off, like he's talking a little off. Okay, Kelly jump. Kelly cut out again. Hi, Levi. Says I am old. Uh, as Kelly Coughing, cut, she sees that he yeah, you can't. not okay. This is not so okay. not okay. I know. I know. So, um, all right. Yeah, he seems off. Like that was the last thing we heard. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So Peter seems really, really off. And as he he's talking really weird, and as he turns to Mary Jane, see his eyes are dark and glowing. This terrifies MJ, and she asks where her daughter is. We cut to our hero fight to our heroes fighting more soldiers on Asgard. Um, and for some reason, that particular page does not like to load on Marvel Unlimited, just so y'all understand that. It will, but it takes a while. Uh, so once it finally loaded, um, I was able to see that um, as everyone is fighting, Cap realizes they need to regroup, but they are outnumbered um, heavily. And Thunderstrike advises that they really don't have an option to fall back. And Wild Thing seems to be enjoying herself, maybe a little too much, as she starts clobbering a troll to the point that Captain America thinks she's being too rough and tries to stop her. Which gets Rena hurt as 
she uh, stops her slicing and dicing to grab Cap's shield that he's thrown at her, and it leaves her vulnerable for a soldier to tackle her down. This gives the trolls a means to beat down Captain America and Thunderstrike, so Spider-Girl convinces J2, along with Thunderstrike's orders, uh, to retreat, and Captain America sees this as J2 deserting his teammates. And I went, ugh, dude. Um, Alright, we still good? Yes, we're still good. Yay! Alright, so Dark Devil is doing his normal Manhattan rounds when he sees Spider-Man getting a bit too rough with common hijackers. And then start then Spider-Man starts going in on Dark Devil and Spider-Man is talking all about how he needs to be more proactive on crime and all lawbreakers. <clears throat> and Kelly cut again. Lawbreakers. Was the last thing we heard. Trying to keep the air at least amount of dead air. So Okay, y'all. Okay, I'm back. You're back. Lawbreakers was the last thing we heard. All right, cool. So it was Lawbreakers, and basically all I said was Daredevil was correct in saying that you know there's really not a difference between the two in terms of being a vigilante and a hero. But you know, all right, so. Vision come by the Avengers compound as Sting requested. Vision advised that the President of the United States is concerned that these kidnappings might be a threat to national security, so he needs to know what is going on. Stinger has been told that while Wild Thing is now missing in action, Wolverine and Cyclops have appeared again and seem to be unharmed. Jarvis asked Stinger to come to the conference room as some unexpected guests have arrived. Ma- uh, so Magus Hawkeye, now in his gear, Scarlet Witch in hers, and now uh, coherent and not in a coma, Freebooter <laughs> and American Dream are back fairly safely, but with dark, glowy eyes. Something Vision finds suspicious. No one can figure out how they got there or how long they were gone. Freebooter just wants food before he goes over some ideas he has on fighting crime. Jarvis comes in and advises that they have a major confrontation that is going on in Forest Hill in need of assistance. Some trolls are searching for Spider-Girl and J2. J2 advises who Loki is since May doesn't know. And J2 advises he isn't sure that they can survive going head-to-head with Loki on their own. They probably do need to call the cavalry. Captain America, Wild Thing, and Thunderstrike are captured but awake and Cap tries to tell them how Avengers would never leave other Avengers. But Thunderstrike advises he told J2 to leave and get the team, which he expects is what's being done. And Wild Thing reminds Captain America that she knew what she was doing. and he didn't trust her as he's moved everyone kidnapped and a, and ba- or he he's removed everyone's why did I, kindness and um integrity and compassion to basically make essentially inhuman robots driven by their drive to rid the world of crime it's kind of a very uh it's 
there was DC Elseworld quite like this with Superman. Yeah, it kind of feels a little bit of Kingdom Come-ish. Yes, a tiny bit. Um, so, all right, so uh, basically, Wild Thing and Thunderstrike keep trying to get out of their chains when they hear a different kind of thumping and rumbling and see J2 and Spider-Girl busting them out of their holding area. Yay! Woo-hoo! Cap apologizes for misjudging the teens on the group, which Spider-Girl accepts, though it was an unexpected apology, and she kind of isn't sure why she's getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and advises that they need to see the next cave. In the amber tomb crystal things that Loki has hid, was hiding the heroes in, now there only lies Nova, who Spider-Girl jokingly says that if it was up to her, she might leave him in there. I mean, it was it was mostly a joke. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> considering considering if this is your first time listening, uh, there's been a bit of an antagonistic uh, relationship between the two, between Nova and her, especially from Nova well, to her. Nova, Nova and everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, Cap says Loki isn't a fool and must have realized that Thor would find this place eventually. But what goal was Loki trying to achieve here? Meanwhile, on Earth. Loki watches with glee as heroes fight heroes, and they're going to continue to fight until not a one still stands. To be continued. <laughs> then, hopefully, all right, take a break, Kelly. Get yeah. you a couple of sips of water. Here we go. So last year was standing the exact same creative team as the last three issues. We open with a stunning splash page. I also want to uh, comment that uh, the the shot of the vision is the best since John Buscema, and I have to. I agree. agree. It is great. Uh, thanks, Ron. Uh, Ron, friends, aka the artist <laughs> for the regular part of Spider Girl. Uh, we open with a stunning splash page of Peter being held back by Hawkeye while Mainframe holds back Dark Devil. Loki, as a floating body of doom in his astral form, watches from the shadows. Hulk is over this nonsense and and leaps off. Stinger's trying to get everyone to relocate to Avengers compound to get away from the uh, from the civilians that are around. Meanwhile, our team of Nova, J2, Rena, Thunderstrike, Cap, and Mayday are fighting with some more trolls. Cap gets hit from behind, lamenting that his reflexes are slower than they used to be when Thunderstrike takes the, the troll out and hands Cap back a shield. They then see a boat that takes you to Asgard! Back in Avengers Compound, Magus uh, is being questioned by Stinger, who tells everyone that their eyes are, get, are getting dark. He realizes the man who kidnapped him was... cut to the home of Stephen Strange! Star of Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, Loki then shows up and a great battle ensues. While Loki doesn't think his power is matched by Strange, he knows that Strange can detect him and as such, his plan would fail. Remember, he must stay in the shadows and stay undetected. Hulk shows up and he's mad because he's being manipulated and sees Loki and recognizes him. Unfortunately, he's manipulated further with Loki remarking how instrumental he was in the forming of the original Avengers. Hulk then smashes his way out of the house when the rest of the heroes show up. Hulk is ready to strike back, and he's frustrated at the situation. He quickly takes out Dark Devil, Buzz, and Freebooter, and tears Mainframe's arm literally off before sitting his head into the cheap seats like a like a Barry Bonds bomb. That's semi-topical since the Hall of Fame. Uh... <laughs> Stinger is thinking with a clear head and remarks that there is innocent bystanders, and uh, but Logan and Spidey will have none of it. 
Because remember, they're acting on their most basic level. Meanwhile, Dot Megas is tries to help Strange, unaware that he is too under the spell. Strange kind of thinks it's weird because he's not detecting the magic either, and it's because, well, he realizes that maybe he's under uh, that Megas is under Loki's spell. The Avengers are taking it in at Castle Supreme of Asgard, and Cap is still feeling the effects of his recent battles. He begins to slow down. Nova is being Nova and being a jerk here, remarking that Cap should stay behind and that he, they wouldn't survive as a role model. Perish the thought. God, I hate him sometimes. <laughs> Thor, sh- Thor shows up and he makes his grand entrance and Cap and Thunderstrike remark how the situation is going. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Hulk is continuing his rampage and takes out Argo and Blue Streak. Wolverine comes at him and Peter and the Goblin join the fray. Peter remarks that the world is better off without Logan because... Peter's being now a jerk, and Hulk says that he likes that Peter suddenly has a mean streak. Hulk grabs his leg and starts to swing him, and I think that may be his bad leg. I don't remember. In- um, it, I think it is. So, grabs his bad leg, starts swinging him around. MJ is watching at home in pure horror. Visor is tending to Cap while, uh, but ca- while Mayday Kaiser? continues. Uh, did I say Kaiser? I said Visor, didn't I? Yeah. It, it's Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah, Visor uh, is tending to Cap while Mayday continues to be the re- uh, be kind of the rear in everybody's you know in the situation and just is in pure awe of Asgard. Visor fears that Cap's best days are behind him, but Cap knows he has to complete the mission. Back on Earth, Cyclops tries to end things to no avail, but Vision tries to inflict a ton of pain by putting his actual arms. Into Hulk's chest. This is made more funny by my typo by saying pouting his arms into Hulk's chest. But he actually uh, goes intangible, puts his arms into Hulk's chest, and (laughs) this is supposed to render him a lot of pain. But Hulk then literally smacks Vision and breaks his arms. This just makes me go, ow. Um... And he does it with a backhand, of all things. Thing then tries to, be- to do his best before getting his arm dislocated. Back at Asgard, they look upon the situation, and Thor isn't happy and, she- and vows vengeance. Cap remains silent, but he's ready to roll. To be concluded. To our final issue of the night. It begins on Earth once again, as Hulk is fighting John Storm, the Human Torch. Hulk dispatches him with a fire hydrant, which Hulk literally throws at him. Ouch. Lyja, his wife, catches Johnny using her shape-shifting powers before Franklin attacks him with a psychic blast. This starts to slow Hulk before Big Brain decides to use a device that's supposed to siphon away the gamma that was designed by Banner. It should run him back to human form, but Hulk doesn't like this and, of course, hates being called Banner. Loki is off, in, uh, off to the side enjoying himself and is continuing to be amped up and continues to amp Hulk up and... Loki, once Loki does that, he begins to smash, sending pieces of rubble everywhere. This causes Big Brain and Franklin to be taken out. American Dream says that they have to kill the Hulk. It's the only way to end this. Stinger still has her wits and remarks that something has to be causing this. She's very confused. Meanwhile, back on Asgore, Thor looks on at his Zordon-like viewing globe as he pulls Cap aside and expresses his concern. Cap reveals that this is, in fact, his last mission. He's, re- he's resigned himself to the mere mortal status. Nova, of course, is being still Nova. A jerk. Visor quickly realizes that he's under the spell and, and zaps him to stop it. 
the, the the heroes begin to think that maybe he's gone nuts, but Nova tells them that he was affected by the situation. Visor warns that they must get to Midgard to prevent the souls from going dark as black. Thing and Logan are doing their version of a fastball special, but Hulk, but Hulk then swats them out into into a, a nearby storefront. A portal opens, and we see our heroes with Thor leading the charge. Thor and Hulk start to brawl, and Mayday sneaks off. Her spidey senses are going off, but she can't figure out why. She knows there's danger nearby, but she just can't f- quite place it. Visor shows up sta- shows up upstairs because remember they're fighting in front of Doctor Strange's house, and sh- and sh- actually uh, reveals that the that uh, to Magus that uh, s- that Stephen was had these bounds made by Loki. Magus is stunned by this because he didn't. He's like, how could I have missed it? But of course, it's because he's in fact. You know, part of the spell. Meanwhile, Cap watches Thor and, a fo- and Hulk fight it out. While May surmises that if she was doing this, she would want to watch. So she uses her spider sense to kind of figure out where the danger, the source of the danger is. Kicks the air and it connects. She knows she's hit something, but just doesn't know quite what it is. Just as this happens, Strange, Visor, and Magus reveal Loki to everyone. Cap then yells, "Avengers assemble!" Directing the Avengers towards Spider Girl because Spider Girl's going to need some help, and he's directing things from the side because he's already made it clear that he is going to stay out of everybody's way because he doesn't want to get you know anybody else hurt by his actions. And so Anex then attacks, but Loki slaps them because he's got the eternal power of Asgard. Loki, uh, but Cap also sees that Loki has a pendant and, and goes up and towards him, and uses and Cap uses his shield to break it. It causes the hero's spell to be broken in terms of uh, the curse. Thor unloads on Hulk, and Loki lashes out, saying that Cap has failed because Thor killed the Hulk. Thor yells, Liar! and tells them that he didn't kill the Hulk, and that the Hulk actually lives. The Hulk takes takes a moment and starts to feel remorse, jumps onto Loki as, Lo- as Thor is sending him into limbo everlasting, saying that he's already been ruined on Earth, and that he's going to ruin him for all the rest of eternity. Meanwhile, Visor cradles Cap, and he says, everyone, they did good. They won. And then, he passes away. The heroes stand around, shocked, and in their horror, they mourn. But Thor then rushes over. He says he must do something that is only reserved for Asgard, Asgardians. Something that it, that no mere mortals get. But because of his, all of his adventures with Cap, he understands that he is one of the best people he's ever been around. He gives him the tribute supreme. And it's here he becomes something more. A tribute to freedom, justice, and courage. His spirit literally becoming a star. And the star is in the shape of Captain America's shield. The Watcher watches on and says that in this age of heroes, uh, let me quote specifically because I want to make sure I get it right. Okay. From now into the end of time, it will shine among the heavens and serve as countless, uh, serve to inspire countless genera- new generations of heroes. And that is the end of the story. Kelly? Yeah. All right. So, obviously, very much a super epic story. Um, I mean... To me, this miniseries is completely jam-packed and clearly meant to be, like I said earlier, it really does feel like it's meant to be more of a trade-back in the sense that it it did come out like what it was like once a week for a whole week and then a couple months later it was already in trade, which I don't think happened that often in 2005, um, but it 
it did make sense for us to break it down all together and review it all together. And it's got so much action that there's not really a lot of time to decompress each emotion and each little side story that's going on. Um, so I personally want to just kind of focus on the main one, which is just showing us how Captain America, you know, was feeling his age and kind of wondering why he needed, why he was even needed. Um, but he had no hesitation in giving his all to the fight and keep, you know, and, and he really was like the real herald to the age of heroes and has finally gotten his stars in the sky and all. And, you know, I do wish that there was more to say involving Mayday and Peter, but there's really not. It's pretty much what we said because it's a lot of action and, you know, May trusting her gut with her spider sense is always a great moment. And as is whenever Peter gets to jump into his costume, but he was under a spell and May kind of was just going through the motions to get her father back and save everybody else. Uh, same with the X people and Fantastic Five. To me, this really felt more like an Avenger story and a definite Captain America story with good reason. And I enjoyed it a lot. And we obviously need to discuss it. But I don't really have a whole lot to say beyond it gives uh, World 982 a reason to really show off how it was a great world for the Age of Heroes. And now it's almost like it's blessed with a Captain America shield constellation, which is pretty cool. And that's really all I've got. As Zach leaves me. So, guys, is there any point, any of our viewers watching, is there anything that y'all really want us to kind of deep dive on? Because uh, like I said earlier, we were just going to kind of talk about it as a whole and see what you guys wanted to really pinpoint in when it came to this story. So I'm going to let you guys give me a minute with it. And we'll see what's going on. All right, so let's see if I I still do not have access to play around as co-host. Darn it. Uh, but Ryan said that it's a great end for Cap and that it was a shock that it came out so fast. Uh, are you talking about how each issue came out in a week? Or are you talking about how fast we were able to get through this episode and this breakdown? And then, awesome. Yeah, all right. So Ryan asked for a deep dive on how Nova was revealed to be Richard Ryder. Um, I mean, is he... I don't know if it's necessarily revealed in this particular issue. I think it was revealed earlier. I'm not... Um, I'll be honest. I'm not a super Nova fan, so... I don't know all about how that would be revealed. Um, but yeah, weekly releases. Yeah, that it's a lot. Um, it was a, it was a lot. Uh, but that's, it's really cool. So yeah, it's an epic story. I wish Zach would come back so we can hear his review. Don't know where he went. But anyway, I'm definitely taking y'all's questions, like uh, comments. Like I said, Soflo uh, said that this is an epic story. I agree. 
Uh, Vinkman asks, uh, this will probably be talked about more next episode, but I'm wondering where Mayday's broken arm from issues 89 and 90 came from. Supposedly it came from last year of standing. It did. Uh, towards the end, you see her holding her arm. Uh, it just happened during the fight. I don't think we get any kind of major thing on it. But she is holding her arm while Peter is kind of hobbling towards her. And I assume that that was her broken arm. And SoFlo said, cool how Cap gets a constellation. It is really cool. I was like, it's kind of like World 982 gets blessed by classic heroes and is like the real age of heroes if I wanted to get um, kind of nana about it. Because, you know, during this time, there was a big, big push on like being kind of nitty and gritty. And these heroes in MC2 aren't so much that as they just have a lot of heart and so to kind of have a very classic less ultimate style Captain America kind of be that herald for a revival of the Age of Heroes somewhat for this world um, is a really cool thing and maybe I'm just reading into that too much probably am but you know I liked it I think it's pretty cool You left me again. So sorry. I had a dog emergency. So uh, no, sorry. Every, anyway, I think I think we're okay. I answered yeah. some questions. Um, okay. I went through my review. So what is your review on it? Oh, all right. Now, so see, I'm back. No, you didn't even you didn't even hear mine. So like, let's see let's see how how alike we are here. Okay. So for me, I'll say this: this is such a great celebration of both um, the MC. The MC or the MCU, the Marvel Universe and the MC2 Universe, because for me, like I, I wasn't a guy that read Avengers all that much or read other books other than Spider-Man. So for this is this was me kind of, you know, venturing out. I had started reading Avengers when Spidey joined the Avengers, but other than that, I really never read of the Avengers all that much. So I never really read classic Avengers because we didn't have things like Marvel Unlimited. So for me. This story really did a great job serving as a bridge between both universes. And I this is a, you know still one of my favorite cap stories of all time. And as so Man. So um sorry I'm being attacked by dogs. <laughs> so for me um it's one of those things where I really enjoyed this story for what it was. And I remember around this time, I was really getting into the message board and I was really a part of spider, uh, the crawl space. And I was really getting a part of, you know, the, the spider girl message board at this point, really the last probably a year or so. So I have a lot of nostalgic feelings. I remember how excited I was when this was announced. I remember, you know, could not wait to go get the books whenever they came out every week. Uh, I just loved what happened with this story, and I really enjoyed it so much. Um, I, you know, it. it I, I think I relate more to Cap now than I probably did then, because <laughs> like there's some days where I wake up, I'm like, oh god, I'm too old for this, and I know it's just gonna get worse. Well, but, I mean. Uh, what I what I was saying, like I kind of saw it as more like it's 
it is that older classic mm-hmm. age of right. the hero uh, and of the original kind of Avengers stuff. Because again, this was supposed to be like the new guys, the mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the way that that felt to me. Right. So it was it was less so about like, yeah, man, I'm getting old now and more of just like, it's kind of more like this is their time to take the reins and move mm-hmm. forward, at least in their world. Yeah, and it you know it helps that because this is an alternate universe, there's actual legitimate stakes, mm-hmm. and the way everybody kind of blended in together and came together was really cool to see. It was really exciting to see Spidey and Dark, even though they were at odds with one each other. But you know, it's always it was always fun to see because. If you guys recall, I didn't start reading regularly till issue sixty-five, and I didn't go back and get the all the books until a lot later. So for me, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, you know, it was cool to see Dark Devil, and and I knew who Dark Devil was. I had gotten the miniseries by that point, so like I knew his history. So seeing him and Peter on the page was always was was like a treat for me, and especially when this was coming out. And and again, Pat did an incredible job. Him and and Scott. Uh, just absolutely killed it here. The artwork is phenomenal. I, I know. Um, so it, it, it uh, you know, it, it really did a good job. Um, so <laughs> uh, Ron is is pointing out some continuity errors. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, we would have, we definitely would have brought that up. But yes, uh, there is a slight continuity, continuity. error. But yeah. I mean. I feel like we've found slight little ones that people don't want to admit to. Not mm-hmm. not the creators, just fans just like <laughs> the way it is with Dark right. Devil. Right. Yeah. So Yeah, it, 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 right. it it's not it's not a prosthetic arm. It is more yes. like a covering. You know. Yeah, yeah, but it was a prosthetic arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> It's Tom. He has the right to change. <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> he does. He does. We, well, we can't well, argue that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that I just really enjoyed seeing. And I'll say this. One thing I did like, because I have the singles, and I, in, if you're reading this in trade form, I don't know if it's all on there, but the the the, the roster of characters that you see, mm-hmm. you know. It's in every issue, and it gets it, bigger. Yeah, it starts off small and it gets it gets bigger and bigger to where, but it's so it reminds me a lot of those foldouts that used to be in the nineties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like very much so. And I this is not, where not I, a centerfold, y'all. Yeah, just a fold so out. in the in the nineties, right around the in fact, what if one hundred five actually has the foldout, but that's the only one that does. Yeah, if you open it up and it, it had a gatefold cover, and inside the gatefold was you know a basic bio of who are the stars of the issue. And as a result, mm-hmm. uh, you would kind of get like a recap. So if you didn't know who the characters was, it gave you kind of a brief bio yeah. of like who was, who was going to be in the book. And this really much reminds me of that in, in these. Well, and so I it, mean, we do get those mm-hmm. later. I yeah. We think, I think for some reason, not all of them are in um, Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, it doesn't. It, some of them were in there, some of them were not. Uh, just depends on the scans. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the recap pages during this era. These, I, I always thought they were really well done. Um, but yeah, for this one, I, just seeing the the amount of cast and and look, Tom and and Pat 
to like this is almost as big of a cast as JLA JLA Avengers. Like mm-hmm. like it's a huge cast and to be able to to handle that also coming out weekly I think just made it that much more special. I don't know what kind of poor deadline that Pat was on but my god. Yeah, <laughs> uh Brian brought brought out that like it's almost amazing it came out weekly but it it did yeah i mean but i i also i honestly think that the story was you know was concocted you know published or or sent to pat and and this was especially at a time too for those that don't know marvel was having issues with getting things published on time (laughs) um uh, Daredevil Target has still never come out with its second issue. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there was certain <laughs> there were certain writers and certain artists that were not necessarily the most timely, <laughs> and they didn't always like to meet their deadlines. And it's not an indictment; it's just the reality of, of the situation. And so, for that, it literally, um. It, 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 he's right. It is a miracle, but it's it's because I think we think back to those times and we're like, yeah, I think House of M got delayed twice, if I'm remembering correctly. I, like, I think so, but I mean, let's be fair here. Right now, we've got a lot of little minis and things that ultimately don't get past issue ten that wind up severely delayed mm-hmm. due to anything. And yeah, and right now, it, okay, like it's okay now. I know back then it was like fans got mad but now it's kind of like you kind of just have to deal with it sometimes well and especially like with the the, the printing issues that we're we know we're seeing and, and the lateness of people getting their books they're not necessarily maybe not getting them on time and stuff like that there is a lot of technical stuff that's going on that's beyond the writers and artists control truthfully but in this particular era it was it seemed like it was very much a problem of you know Scripts not getting turned in, they're getting solicited, they're getting you know an issue getting released, and then and then it taking months. In the case of things like Evil That Men Do, years for it to be published. So it, it's just one of those things. So uh, you know, I, just to, you know, uh, that's I mean it, it's it's not it's not a Spider Girl story, but it very much is an MC yeah. two story. That, and that's I think, and I mean it's not billed as a spider girl story either like i mean right. obviously we are a spider girl podcast but we're encompassing all of mc2 because that really is her world and that's kind of like that would be my only biggest criticism with it is like i want more mayday as a, a very uh annoying fan and right. you know it, it feels more like a a next story a captain america story which mm-hmm. is fine it's great and it's good yeah. as it is it's just like it's more of that kind of like if you're coming at it like most people are now going, oh, my goodness, I want to read everything about Mayday and Spider-Girl. You might get a little lost because there's just so many things that lead up to this. Yeah, yeah. Side it, books. Mm-hmm. No, this is definitely one of those things that you need to read it when we like around the time that we're the thing about about kelly is that she's very thorough and so you know there there is a rhyme and a reason as to when we have the issue we, we have the episodes come out because we try to be as close to when it comes like when they're 
being published when as they possible. Were published. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the only times we've ever been a little iffy, and it'll still be that way during the beginning of Amazing, is mm. the side books. And that's just because right. they do really, especially with Amazing, they work off each other. But we can't really do one and the other, one and the other. So it'll be like one through four right. here, and then maybe the mini, and then mm-hmm. yeah. keep going. So, because it's all we can do. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, like... There's not a ton of side stuff left. It's mainly, I mean, especially, you know, when we get to the latter half of Amazing, um, the the amount of MC2 material really starts to decrease. It's, yes. We're, we've got, a, so we've got, out of the side books, we've got a Last Planet standing, as the comments are talking about, because it directly ties in to the end of last hero standing yes and then we have um an a next mini and another fantastic five mini and then that's it and i'll say other, um, other than other than the little uh spider island mini which i feel is more of an avengers uh mc2 check-in yeah which i mean all we all we had to deal with uh <clears throat> Anyway, uh, but that's more will, of a that's more tied into talk. like this. That's more like a tie into Secret Wars type situation. It was, yeah. So um, we'll, we'll get we'll get. To, oh yeah, and um, I think I do have uh, Captain America Corp. and and the American Dream Mini. There is also that's right. that. Yeah, so there was an American so Dream Mini, uh, yeah, my Captain America Corps where where um, uh, Dream those are, those does does have two. a pro- yeah yeah, yeah Cap- those, she has a good good chunk of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, she and that was written by uh, Roger Stern, so you know it's mm-hmm. going to be good. Yes, uh, but yeah, no, I, I just I love that if there's a way for Cap to go, this is the way for him to go. I agree. And you know, um, he gets a constellation in the sky like Hercules. Yeah, that's pretty Hercules. cool. Yeah. That's pretty darn cool. So, um, so sorry about my my having to. T- <laughs> To duck out. I I think we lost the email to you. you um, so. No. DM that thing How to me. How did that I, happen? I, I kept I, it in there. What'd I don't you, know what happened. What you? I don't know. I don't know what I did. All right. Hold on. I'll read it. Uh, do we have. So while I pull this up, uh, is there any mail call? Uh, no. No. Um, not any, any mail call. There is no voicemails. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can always leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631. That is the voicemail line for all of the shows here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. All right. And we don't have any reviews? Uh, no. Okay. I did look earlier. I didn't see any reviews. But if you want to leave us a review, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Uh, there's really not a spot for Spotify reviews yet, though. Um, I know you can you can uh, give us five stars on Spotify, so please do that. That that really helps with the algorithm for people to notice where we're at. Uh, I also um, we have all the other shows on on Spotify. One thing to note about Spotify that I like right now better than Apple is that if there is episode covers, which there is on mm-hmm. the other shows, they actually show up on Spotify. They don't show up on Apple. Don't ask me why. Yeah. I'm still well, still trying to figure that out. And and Spotify is learning. On what yes. helps, and in fact, uh, eventually, as they're doing a slow rollout, we will even be able to embed the YouTube videos into Spotify, so you guys can mm-hmm. see us on your phones as you're listening on Spotify. So it'll be another place to kind of catch this eventually. So, um, I got. So let me read. Uh, 
Vinkman's email first, mm-hmm. and then we will get to his sly comment because he knows that answer. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so Vinkman has written to us and says, Hello, Kelly and Zach. Thank you for ringing in the new year with another amazing, spectacular, sensational, and um, web of episode. Well, at least I didn't say nonstop. Previously... Oh. I reviewed those for Crawl Space Satellites. They weren't that bad. The art was bad. Story was actually pretty good, though. Uh, But previously on Make Mine Mayday, we were all shocked to discover that two very important pages were missing from the digital version of Spider-Girl 88. As mentioned before, while it would be nice if this gets corrected for the complete collections, there's a real possibility that Marvel might never fix this little problem, and the only way to see those pages is to read the original issue. From that standpoint, it reinforces my stance that having physical media will be better, will always be better than relying completely on digital, because if something ever goes wrong, you still have a hard copy as a backup. This is also why I collect different home video editions of certain movies and TV shows, because mm-hmm. there are sometimes subtle variations that aren't always carried over with each new release. I could literally spend hours telling you about all the differences between the various VHSs, Laserdisc, DVD, and Blu-ray releases of the James Bond films, but I won't because this is a Spider-Girl podcast and I'd like to try to stay on topic. Thank you. Uh, now, now, having said all that, I do get the appeal of digital, especially when it comes to comics. I myself finally caved in and got Marvel Unlimited last year, and I completely understand why so many have embraced reading comics digitally. It makes comics much more accessible to new readers who wants to read everything from the beginning without having to pay scalper prices for key issues. But again, as convenient as it is to read comics on my phone, I still insist on keeping physical copies of the books I love and care about in case something does happen. Mm -hmm. So until Marvel gets its house of ideas in order and truly puts out all of MC2 on Marvel Unlimited, Make Mine Mayday. Sincerely, Vinkman. Vinkman, you forgot a hashtag justice for J2 here. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you for your email. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Vinkman. He is one of our most ardent supporters, as evidenced by him being a Patreon subscriber. He's going to get some really cool exclusive stuff here pretty soon. Uh, If you want to see what Vinkman looks like, you can always check out the a couple episodes ago. Uh, from when this was re- from when this was recorded, we did a Marvel Legends special. Him and I, and we talked about uh, all sorts of toys and fun things. So, uh, and he, uh, my wife, also wants to say thank you to Vinkman for the uh, the nice gifts that he sent her. So, Aww. she will. Uh, she he sent uh, Vision and Wanda the uh, Marvel Legends uh, Wanda Vision um, uh, Legends. So that was pretty Aww. cool. Very cool. So. So yeah. So his his uh, comment was uh so kelly are you happier with this ending for cap than in game yes uh i think i've gone through that but just like as a thing the ending itself is not bad it's once you think about all 10 years of storytelling you realize what a giant plot hole this gives and it literally ruins all of the mcu movies so <laughs> thanks plot hole in terms of like again when fan service makes sense, like in Spider-Man No Way Home, not mm-hmm. saying spoilers, but when it makes sense, you have a better payoff. It just didn't... It was more, they were like, let's do fan service because y'all been waiting for 10 years, and it was like senior-itis the movie, and I didn't like the writing, but that's just me. I... I, I... I get, and I get that. I understand where you're where you're coming from because like the, the the whole thing with with Cap and and 
in particular. I think that part that that may have been the one part that I I, I was like. Eh. That's that's the one part where you just you can't sit there and just kind of accept certain because it was like everything before that was like, okay. I can accept this. I can deal with this. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of a plot hole, but all right. That just because it almost it negates his whole story. Like it yeah. literally does. It sacrifices Cap's whole story in all of like the storytelling that was done for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by like almost it, make, letting him make a selfish choice. Yeah, which is so out of character for him because like he's been portrayed up to this point as the ultimate team player, and then he goes back and yeah. It, it, uh, I mean, there's yeah uh, the the whole warp zone thing where they did the whole you know Cap and and Peggy you know, <laughs> and Cap's having to like that was funny, here, but like. It, it it did it did kind of give credence to what a lot of people were upset about. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I have few complaints about in game, but that would be one of the one of the key, like one of it's, the few cons for me is that yeah. is that it it did a good job wrapping everybody's story up except for his. Yeah, so. his was the one that I think if you had eliminated it and just left it open ended where he goes off and and puts the the stones back. And you don't see him yeah. until he comes back, and and he's old. But you, I think if you had kept the whole Peggy thing out of there and kept it ambiguous, it would have been better. Yeah, would have been far better because everybody yeah. would have been like it would have been it would have been showing, not telling. Yes, and that to me would have been far easier to understand because again, too, like it also then makes him, uh, you know, Agent Thirteen's like uncle and he made out with and her and he made out with her <laughs> i don't like, like it make it go away <laughs> but you know again neither here nor there because obviously don't want to get off topic um right, right right too much too much but yeah i have i have strong feelings about about that um i i definitely don't have rose-colored glasses when it comes to mcu yeah and look you know i I enjoyed a. You're right. Fan service was done really well, and if you, I mean, hopefully you've avoided spoilers. If you've managed to avoid spoilers at this point with uh, No Way oh, Home. Oh, for No Way Home, yeah. Um, I mean, like, at this point, it's officially over because they've they've done their interviews together. Uh, yeah. I was, I'm trying my best to be as kind about it as possible and not <laughs> right. super spoil anybody. Mm. Um, but you know, what is done is done. I think far, far better. Like it's still clunky, but all of the MCU Spider-Man movies are. Yeah. And I feel like this is the one that seems to have the most heart in it because they want to do right. It's almost like they're cleaning the slate to to do it right, to make it right. All the little things that we've had issues with mm-hmm. prior in the past, it's more saying like, if we can get another chance will wow you. We, we, underst- we, we understand. Yeah, well, and I, I, th- I think if you, and somebody made this point, uh, I don't know who made it first, but I remember hearing this point, that if you treat the, the, the three MCU movies as, as a full origin story, as a complete, it shouldn't take this many movies. I mean, it's been this level of a, de- a decompression, but um, if you treat it that way, and, and so for me, it kind of goes. I, I, it kind of makes sense when you when, they, when they, I look at it that were, way. They were based on a lot of Bendis stories. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean, it, it really. But no, I, like I, I remember, and I 
I don't remember. I, I think I might have done it for Spider-Man 1, mm-hmm. maybe Spider-Man 2. I went and saw that, that thing three times, which oh, is yeah. something that I, I never do. I, I may see it twice, but I never go see it three times. I mean, um, it, to me, it's one of those movies that I definitely can watch it over and over again. Obviously, mm-hmm. I only went to see it twice, and now I'm probably not going to go see it for a bit. Um, but, you know, when it comes out, I'll definitely buy it. Like, I, I enjoyed oh, it. I, I, yeah, I just I enjoyed it for not Tom Holland, which feels bad because he normally is my favorite part of, mm-hmm. like, his acting and his characterization is generally my favorite part of the other Spider-Man movies. But now there's other things that really make this movie great. And it kind of mm-hmm. realizes, like, oh, he can't carry a movie. Uh-oh. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe opinions will change. Uh, we'll see what happens. the last five. The last five minutes, I thought, were absolutely perfect mm-hmm. and encapsulated the right things about Spider-Man. Yeah. And I, I made a point on on that Spider-Girl Discord at three o'clock in the morning this morning. When I was woken by Waylon, because it's his oh. birthday today. Oh, and happy birthday, Waylon! Yeah, um, he. I, I, I have always said that the big difference between Spider Girl and Peter, and the Parker Luck in particular, Parker Luck is always driven by irony. Yeah, it's not driven by being a loser, and no. far too often, writers tend to go um, into that realm as opposed to making it based off of just irony. So and I, I will say this. I do think that the definition of loser needs to yeah. be a little bit more defined because the issue is is that I think the thing with Spider-Man and one of the strengths in the storytelling is he does get knocked down a lot in mm-hmm. every different area like we all do because that's life and it's about how you deal with it. You don't let it overcome you you keep going so yeah you might lose the fight but you're not losing the war Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so yeah yeah that i think is something that doesn't always get translated well depending on the writer um especially lately um i mean not lately lately you know what i mean like Like, in the last 20 really years yeah since well let's be frank since the first reboot yeah. I mean, outside of the JMS run, I mean, that's in, in the Paul Jenkins run. I mean, I mean, there, there's some notable exceptions, but for the most part, the, the, the treating him like a loser, especially since 07, um, has been the norm. And it just, it, it gets really, really annoying. So it's, it's just more how many times can he truly, truly be down on his luck or what they've been doing lately, which is bringing him really, really high and then crashing him really, really down low. There, there, there can be a happy medium, folks. Yeah, like it doesn't always have to be, uh, you know, let his body get taken over by Doc Ock and have him become a billionaire only to lose it. And then, um, you know, then constantly make jokes about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the story itself was bad to begin with. Like, the story should have never happened, personally. But right. it... Uh, like I, I, you know, I enjoy parts um, of it. It's old. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's old now. The joke is old. Let's move on. Yes, and we'll and we'll see what happens. I mean, 
we've, we will have a new, brand new, shiny new number one, volume seven. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be, It'll fine. be fine. It'll be fine. Just um, keep the legacy numbering, Marvel, please, for the love of God. Uh, keep the legacy mo- numbering on the, on the books. Well, they have to if they really want to reach the milestones they want to reach. They're six, they're, they're six issues away from 900. I don't understand. <laughs> like, uh, well, think about it. Think about it. Issue one happens beginning of the summer, and then like as that push for the end of the year happens in those 900. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think they're timing 900, I think, almost to be like where it's in August, which August was allegedly. Was the original. Yeah. yeah. So it's Kinda like, it's more starting summer, end of summer. Here's these big ticket items to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Get money. Uh, uh, so. We'll take a few more comments. Uh, yeah. Any ones that I missed? Uh, Soflo thinks that this, this book would have been a great Avengers movie. Um, I agree. Actually, you know what? Not an Avengers movie, but a Disney Plus miniseries. That would be fun. That would, that be, would be a lot of fun. Of fun. Yeah. Uh, I, too, only... Re- uh, Matt Bird says, I to only read Spider-Man stories. Spider-Girl was an awesome olive branch of liking more of Marvel main groups of other heroes. So, again, this is this is written in a way that is so accessible. Um, and and I, I think I appreciated that when it was released. Um, Ryan says he agrees about the happy medium. Free J2. Uh, yeah. Good good story. Story good, bad, art bad on nonstop Spider-Man. I mean, it, it is. It's a great story. It's just... The art, like, you couldn't tell where one person started and one person ended during a fight. It was awkward. So. Like, I hate, I hate bashing art because I'm really not trying to because I cannot draw to save my life. Uh, But it, you know, I just, it, it was hard to read because of the art, if that makes sense. Ron was excited to see Kevin because Kevin. Thunderstrike. Yeah. Thunderstrike. Only reason I didn't call him Kevin is because he was in his costume the whole time. <laughs> Me too. So, um, so who else can kick the, her web cover butt? <laughs> okay. I won't. I won't say that out loud. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, my bad. That was that was me pulling a Ron Burgundy. Uh, it's um, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. Iron. There is the symmetry there of Ryan. Ryan repoints this out that Loki did cause both the original and uh, Anex teams to form. So. He did. Yeah. Uh, if you have not read Anex or anything like that, you can always go back and listen to our our archives. We did a whole episode devoted to Anex. It so. is also all on Marvel Unlimited. So yes, and pick it up that way. I did not see any issues like Spider. I think Spider Girl eighty eight is ultimately a fluke. Yeah. And because that's the one thing I think people forget about these scans. Mm-hmm. Most of the scans for Spider Girl, especially these, literally got scanned in mass to start uh, Marvel Unlimited in 2010, before yeah. it was never an app on your phone or before we really had iPads and tablets. Right. It was a web browser comic page that you could pay a monthly subscription like you do now mm-hmm. and get it so you didn't have to torrent it. Like some people did, or you know, you, the, you there was actually a, some physical media. There was some CDs. There was a CD collection that had a lot of the like ASM and Fantastic Four. I think had it. Yes, yeah. And there was a DVD that also had like the first 525 issues of I ASM. Mean, I I bought the floppies, but you know there yeah. were. I know a lot of people that got the torrents, especially like to use for art, clip art. 
and stuff like that. Um, yeah. In fact, at one point there was even, and this is kind of where this goes into a gray line. There were people that were scanning it to preserve it. That was the entire intention of all the comics that they were scanning was to preserve these comics for the future digitally. Cause they didn't, tr- at the time they didn't trust Marvel or DC or anybody to do so. And so this right. was kind of Marvel's answer to saying, Hey, look, we are actually listening and doing what you guys want. Let's see we if are, this we are pro- works. We do have a lot of these original issues. Like, like I know when Spencer started, he talked about how he went to like the Marvel vault and went and like gathered up all the issues, yeah. and, uh, all the issues of Spider-Man and reread them. So like, I know that there's, that they're out there and there's some, there's some collections that need to be more. And hopefully yeah. we get the rest of Spider-Girl. Uh, I'm hoping that they're going to, that like, like you say, cause I, I, I did notice in, in certain points in the, in the trades or in the, in the complete collections, like some of the issues, it feels like they, pl- they pulled them from the original issues and some, they pulled scans from the digests and yeah. So I, I'm just hoping whoever's editing it sees that the page is missing Yeah, and fixes it. And I'm not saying that they can't fix it because they can. It's just the fact that it it hasn't been fixed in now. It's basically almost 12 years. Yeah. So um, well, and it's one of those things where it's a it's something that we just now noticed. You know, in, in yeah. a lot of in a lot of ways. So Which, you know, it's kind of like the same it earlier, but right. But you know, that's the one great thing about how we do the show and everything about how we preserve it. So uh, you know, it, we we try to tell the story you know, and give everybody as much information about where all you can find. And and Vinkman's right. If you can find the original issues, do it. It's worth it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I mean, definitely go find it. And I know that like, for some reason, I think all comics are just increasing in price right now. Yep. Um, But you can still find them for fairly, well, I've never seen them in the dollar bin. I'll put it that way, but they're not, they're they're not like too pricey compared no. to back issues they're, as old like, as they are. Yeah, what if one oh five is the exception? I mean, honestly. Well, but I still don't it still boggles my mind when people are like, Oh my god, it's three hundred dollars and I'm like, How? <laughs> yeah. Uh one 30, note- 40, 50, man, cool. I feel like somebody's kinda pulling one, it a little bit. Right. One thing to talk about the uh the one more things change, the more things stay the same. Because uh, I'm sure we're going to start getting some more information about the new uh, MCU Fantastic Four movie. Uh, yeah. when, as this is being published, um, a lot of the ads in here, for those that are not watching us, uh, a lot of Chris Evans as Human Torch uh, ads. <laughs> the first Fantastic Four movie came out I mean, around the same time. I mean, so that was still, honestly, I think the hate that that movie got was unjustified. I really fun. always have. I've always enjoyed it. I don't understand. It is. I don't. It is so much fun. Like, is it? Honestly, I think like story wise, it holds up well. CGI, yeah. no. But honestly, any CGI at that point does not hold up well. Other than Spider Man. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, go look at go look at the first Raimi film, and you're like, eh. <laughs> there's, there's some of the CGI is like, ooh. The rest of the CGI is like, oh, okay. But no, yeah, I, you know, well, it it it, it just is. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, and I've, I've talked about once we get through the, a lot of the cartoon, uh, I think one of the things that I'd like to do is go through like, you know, random um, comic book movies and, and for our patrons and, and like Fantastic Four is on that list. I think we've talked about doing like even like Roger, the Roger Corman film, <laughs> just to, just to watch I, it for I, posterity. I, I will, I will 
I want to sit on that one. <laughs> I don't think I've watched. I don't think I've watched it in full. I've watched the documentary. But I don't Me too. Think I've, I've wa- watched. I don't think I've watched the full Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Somebody put it on YouTube, so I know. It, it's I just out there. Watched it. <laughs> yeah, I've watched part. Uh, me too. Like, like uh, I know Paul has watched the whole thing, and he says it. He says that it, like it's it's so bad it's good type thing. Like, it he's like, no, it's legitimate. It like, meant, it wasn't meant to be seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, MCU are newer scans because it looks nicer and has a 2019 copyright. The only one that hasn't been rescanned was the annual, which is weird. I actually don't think that they've all been, I think some of them were rescanned, but not all of them. I think Uh, that the copyright thing changed whenever they did their updates. Yes. I, that I agree with. I, and I'm not saying that some didn't get cleaned up, but they didn't. Cause I've, I've had the, I have had Marvel Unlimited since, it started in 2010 because mm. they literally advertised Spectacular Spider-Girl. And I said, heck yeah. Also, I had found a glitch where if you use the diet Dr. Pepper codes, uh, it was adding on 30 days. So I got away <laughs> with about six or seven months before they caught on. Um, <laughs> they, they have in their, in their dossier on you. They're like, oh, yes, we remember this, this one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. This, this is why they hate me. Uh, but L- listen, they've got one on me too. Okay, don't don't think that they don't. There's a giant. There's a giant file in in the in like the depths in the vault of Marvel that are just like a mm-hmm. dossier on every Spider Girl fan and their right. threat level. Yeah, that's so. what I believe. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, anyway. Like I've had it since then. I've never stopped. Like mm-hmm. you know, out of college struggling with jobs etc cetera, etc cetera. i've never once not paid for this and yeah. those scans have not really changed too much the only thing is is like i said i swear to you i like i will swear on a bible that in 2010 um all of j2 was there at some point and then suddenly half of it's gone and i don't know why but we'll see i might just be really we- misremembering that you know. Right. Well, me too. I, I guess I, I I thought it was all on there too. So, yeah. but really, I mean, there's not much. Uh, the one thing I do want to mention before before we head out to is Ryan yes. is relaunching his his uh, Spider Girl um, yeah. page. So once that happens, we will definitely be sharing it with everybody, uh, and we'll put it. I'm gonna recreate the old links page and uh, definitely be up on our links page. Uh, and I will definitely be sharing it anywhere and everywhere. Once again, if you guys want to uh, talk Spider Girl, there's some great places like r slash Spider Girl on Reddit. You got our Discord, which you could find the link up on our front page of spider-dude.com. Uh, I will be updating the events page as to when we go live next. So, and and I'll be working on that probably next week. Okay. Um, uh, now, so oh, before we do go, we mm-hmm. do need to at least state. Our next episode, which is yes. uh, obviously uh, the girl who fell from Earth. Uh, so we're going to be going over Spider-Girl 89 through 92. So we're going to start with a very important issue for me. And mm-hmm. then we'll also get into another run-in with Misery that we last saw in the annual. We'll get to learn the secrets of the spider shop. And Nancy stops by Forest Hills just to say hi. And there's shenanigans. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's a little... These are four very much one issue stories. 
um, that kind of slowly start building to that major last story. And you really don't want to miss what's going to be a very fun episode, even yes. though we do have some heavier topics to discuss in the beginning. We'll have three really light, fun hearted issues uh, kind of to end it. And we should be talking about them on February 10th. I believe that that date still works for us, but obviously yep. if something changes, we will let you guys Hopefully know. Hopefully we don't we don't have as much issues as we've had today and tonight. <laughs> I hope not. I hope things run smoothly going forward. I'm hoping that things are just like I said it's Murphy's law, man. Uh so, yeah. Uh, all right. So, I'm Can I just be like straight up here on yeah. those? All right, so Samantha Maples and Chris Oppenheimer. Uh, I know for a fact Chris Oppenheimer has asked this before, and I have given in. I'm no longer giving in on the Spider-Girl mask. Any photos that you need, you can find on Instagram. Um, and if you want to DM me specifically, we can talk about it. But I'm going to need to understand your why, because it's it's getting a little weird now. <laughs> and I'm kind of pretty sure Samantha Maples and Chris Oppenmeyer might be the same person. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, uh, so. love that you're watching the watching the episode. Yeah, no, I really do. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's a little weird because I haven't gotten them in a while, and now all of a sudden, uh, the crawl space gets a weird spammy thing going on, and we've got these again. Yeah, at least they're not Russian bots. I keep getting hit with like Russian bots. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hope I'm really hoping <laughs> that it's not anything like that. I'm hoping that I'm just being paranoid. Yeah, just 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 send an. E- I mean, look. Yeah, send an just email. send me a DM. Like that's yeah. all you need to do. Yeah, just send a DM. I mean, you can find her on on the various social medias. Uh, but yeah, that really. I mean, uh, February tenth. Like I said, we, we like she said, uh, will probably be the uh, episode. So, with all that being said, we'll wrap this episode up. And oh wait, wait. <laughs> there you go. Uh, wow. She, she was she was trying to wave bye, and I, I clicked on the thing first. It's, no, it's fine. I I just said bye. Yeah. My weak my weak little voice. I've gone you know what? We've only did an hour and a half, but I think we did pretty good. Absolutely. Uh well thank everybody thank you everybody for watching tonight. Those that are watching tonight. Those of you listening to us on the audio versions editions, be sure to uh give us a uh review, give us five stars on your favorite podcasting app, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Of course, you can find us on our various social medias at Spidey Dude Network on Facebook, Twitter at Spidey Dude Radio, and at Make My Mayday for Kelly. YouTube is at Spidey Dude Radio Network, youtube.com slash Spidey Dude Radio Network. Instagram at Spidey Dude, Radio, at Spidey Dude Network and at KMcDaniel28. And TikTok is at Make Mine Mayday as well as uh, at Spidey Dude Network. You can find me on TikTok too. There's not much up there yet, but uh, you can find us on those various social medias. Of course, you can always find our stuff at Spidey-Dude.com and more. So thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. And we will see you all next time here on Make Mine Mayday. <laughs>